Hey, I'm ready. I'm Matt Hudgens. He's Dave Mulvaney. This is Profitability MD. Mr. Mulvaney, how you doing today, buddy? Matt, I'm doing great, and I uh, I see you're doing great as well. Yeah, uh, 42 degrees here in Atlanta. I uh, just got back from visiting clients in uh, South Florida, so I was in Fort Lauderdale, Delray Beach, Boca, and West Palm, and it was 80 and sunny. So I'm a little thin skinned. 35 this morning here in Jacksonville, and then uh, it's about 58 now. So it's not it's not bad. We're going to be real nice on the weekend. Um, hopefully, real nice next week. We got TPC here in Jacksonville next week. So that is right. I forgot about that. Yes, the fifth major. That that's the one. The biggest you, purse in golf. So. Do you go to that tournament at all? Go hang out. Just fun to walk Re around. Religiously, I will yeah. be out there on Thursday and Friday for sure. I think it's a big event for for. Uh, of Idra Jacksonville, right? Sure is, yeah. So. That's good. All right. So uh, I had a great uh, coaching meeting today with one of my existing clients, and I thought it'd be good to kind of share that and get your input on it. And I think it's actually valuable for different uh, industries. Uh, we've talked about in the past kind of five ways to grow your business, right? So you got to get more leads, meaning more opportunities. You got to convert those leads, right? We got to do increased number of transactions with our existing clients. We've got to do higher prices, which really means bundling of services, and then uh, higher profits, which is really not about expense, but more about better utilization of your existing resources, okay? So this was uh, a conversation I had with one of my coaching clients who's veterinarian. He's a veterinarian, but it, this is, can be said for dentistry as well, for dentists. This can be used for HVAC contractors, pretty much anybody that can do um, service type businesses. And really where we started going was he had hired uh, some more staff so he could have more time off. And so the conversation started that his payroll as a percentage of revenue had gotten kind of out of whack, higher than what he wanted. And I said, well, there are two ways to fix that. We can either cut the expenses or we could grow the revenue. Let's talk about how we can grow the revenue. So that's how this conversation started. Uh, but again, the number three in there is increase the number of transactions with existing clients. That's a way to grow business. So this is a great example in a conversation we've had, uh, you and I have had as well, turned into uh, up, right? Upsell, downsell, cross-sell. What else can we sell when somebody comes in the door of a veterinarian, of a dentist, or HVAC when you're visiting, other contractors, okay? And so it's quite interesting in the fact that we, we came about they had just had uh, this month, it's March, or maybe I got it backwards, maybe they just had it. I think it's this month is um, like dentistry for your pets. Basically, you know, get your teeth pet, uh, brush your dog's teeth. Yep. I know <laughs> what right? you meant. Okay, I know what you meant. Sorry, I got confused. But what I was saying was, well, gosh, isn't that a great upsell? So shouldn't we have that as an offer to everybody who brings their cat or dog or whatever kind of animals? I'm assuming cat and dog's teeth. I guess you can clean other animals' teeth. But shouldn't we make that offer, as, as Frank Kern says, the, the more offers you make, the more money you make. Shouldn't we offer every single client, patient that comes in the door, the opportunity for this teeth cleaning? Because it's teeth cleaning month. And if you want to offer a discount or not a discount, let's just say it's whatever it is, 100 bucks, two, I think it's like 100 or 200 bucks for a dog. Uh, a dentist could say teeth whitening, right? A dentist can offer you teeth whitening. Um, HVAC contractor can offer you extended warranty or uh, the service contract, you know, come and give me the tune up as it goes from heat to air conditioner, or as from air conditioner to heat, 
right? So a service contract would be an upsell or a cross. I'm going to, I'm going to throw something in there. I, I yeah. actually talked to multiple HVAC contractors recently and the same question I asked all of them, I said, how many air filters do you sell a month? And they said, I don't think we ever sell any. We go out and do a cleaning. We put a new filter in. I said, okay. Um, are these people on, if, on a service contract? He said, no, not necessarily. I said, then why aren't you selling them a six pack of filters? <laughs> every technician perfect. should sell six filters on every job. It's not much, but let's say, let's say the filters cost you, let's just say they cost two bucks. They're better than the ones or five bucks. It doesn't matter. You could sell that at 200% markup. And just because you're there, you could offer like a, Hey, if you know, I'll give you a year supply and give you a substantial discount and you'd still be making 150% markup. And if every truck on every call was trying to do that, your sales, you'd sell a bunch more and it would cost you nothing other than take up some space in a truck. Oh, and that, that is a perfect example. Exactly right. That's increased the number of transactions with your existing clients. I would even say that my bet is that would help you help the HVAC guy with the service contract. In other words, here's how I'd pitch it. I'd say, you know, uh, let me show you how to switch these filters out. You should switch it out once a month. I can sell you a six pack um, or, or a year's worth. And then the wife will say, well, my husband will never do that. You know, how about I just do a service contract? Yeah. Yeah, but like I think it reads right into the service contract. Well, especially if if the HVAC contractor does as good a job like pretending that he's having a trouble getting at the <laughs> thing. If he acts like OJ putting the glove on, like Kevin Will struggles. And, and if he does that, then the wife will see, oh, I don't think my husband will do that. And then she'll want the service contract. So the, you, you'd have to kind of teach your guys to play a little acting game a little, like it's tough. To and you're, then, you're way above my head now. Okay. All right. <laughs> but that's a great point. So that's a, that's a great thing. An add on and upsell to the thing. So going back, this is really interesting. So this goes into, uh, what's his name? Cialdini. There's a book called Persuasion. Yep. Persuasion. Yep. yep. That's his name. Uh, Robert. Okay. I know it's Cialdini. Caldini. Somewhere uh, in there. Yes. The Art of Persuasion. Yeah, The Art of Persuasion. So this is a perfect conversation we had with him because we talked about the, the sales process and, and what do you want the ideal experience to be for, for somebody who comes into uh, your offices, right? Yeah. And so they got a receptionist greeting and they have a technician that takes you back and, and does the initial kind of testing for the, and then they have the vet comes in and the technician kind of finishes the thing out. Same thing for a dentist, right? The dentist has the receptionist and then they'd have the, the hygienist come and then she did cleaning and the doctor visits and then yada, yada. same thing, right? So just, and so we talked about persuasion. I said, well, here's what we can do to make it easier. So not his, his, oh, by the way, so we always have these reasons why we can't do it. There's a reason why I can't sell six HVAC filters. I'm sure the guys that you've talked to gave you a reason why they couldn't. Uh, our natural reaction is it can't be done or here's why. Okay. And the, the most common reason, and I get that very response. I'm glad you said it. I, very response. And I, he said, my guys just won't do it. I said, why won't they do it? They said, they just won't. I said, what if you gave them a commission? He goes, well, they're not really salespeople. I said, when you offer people money for doing something, we did this with electricians and surge protectors. I said, if you'll put surge protection in the back of every single one of your guys' trucks, and when they go out on a lightning damage uh, to a customer and you say, look, and it was about a $600 residential surge protector. 
uh, you know, it costs the electrician, it costs the contractor like, I want to say it was 275 bucks for the surge protector. He was going to sell them for 600 bucks. He told his guys, I'll give you 60, or I trained his guys, that yeah. you're going to get 60 bucks for every one you sell. Guess how many they couldn't keep enough on the trucks? They couldn't keep enough on the trucks. That is awesome. That's the point is if you give people commission, you know, if you're paying, it doesn't matter if you're paying a guy $20 an hour. If that guy can pick up five bucks uh, every other hour, that's a $2.50 an hour raise. That's substantial. That's 10% raise, you know? Oh, yeah. That's so, exactly right. And that is beautiful that you say that because that was my point was I was saying the two things I was saying would be training. If we train them how to do it, it's easier. Uh, I'll tell you, instead of a, a direct commission, I was going to do a little bonus reward um, where I'll come back to that in two seconds. So, so what I was saying was, okay, persuasion. So as soon as you came, come into the office, you're checking in the, the, the client. Hey, by the way, this is, uh, uh, you know, get your teeth cleaning month. This is whiten your teeth. This is service contract month, you know, whatever your theme happens to be, right? But the, the receptionist would mention it. And then when the technician comes in, the technician mentions it. And then when the, the vet comes in, the vet mentions it. Or in another scenario for the dentist office, it could be the receptionist, the hygienist, and the, and the dentist mention it. And so if the, the marketing budget is good, you could even have it um, playing on a, on a television set. Instead of having Oprah on the television, you could have – your monthly message yes. uh, playing on a loop in, you know, in the lobby done by a professional, exactly right. of course, yep. good copywriting and that can be done as well. Exactly right. So the persuasion is, is by the time that the, the vet asks, you know, you want to get your teeth cleaned or can we schedule it for teeth cleaning? Do you want to do it today? Do you want to schedule it? They've already heard it three times. Yep. So it's, you're pre-planting the seed. So it's, they've had some time to think about it as opposed to you just drop it all at once. Plus there's less pressure, right? There's no pressure on the vet. Well, I don't want to sell them on the, on the upsell to the dentistry, right? But if it's everybody, hey, we're not upselling anybody. We're just informing them. Hey, would you like a six pack of, of vents, uh, of air filters? Hey, would you like surge protector, right? We're just offering. We're not, we're not selling anybody anything they don't want or don't need. We're just offering it. So in this example, I was saying in your existing, we're working on systems and processes and how important it is to, to systematize your business because uh, as he grows his staff, he wants to maintain the, the, um, uh, the, the good feel of, of, of his business. So I said, well, we got to have systems and processes and we got to make sure they're following the system and processes. And look, we can plant these little drips in here where they mentioned the theme of the month, the theme of the month, right? And then it's nobody's got the pressure to sell. And then if they sell X number of teeth cleanings this week, you could give them a cash bonus. You could have, you know, we're going to do a pizza party. You could take them all to dinner, any kind of camaraderie. But as we've talked about before, that you got to measure it because whatever gets measured gets noticed and improved, right? Sure. So you got to know, okay, if we did, and, that, and then the numbers were similar. I think a dog teeth cleaning is like 200 bucks, right? So if we did, they're open six days a week. If you did, I think I ran the numbers, you know, two a day right? Where's my little numbers? Yeah. 200 average. Yeah. Dental teeth cleaning two a day, six days a week. That's 2,400 bucks a week times 52 weeks. That's $125,000. And what? That would go right to his bottom line, right? Because he's not paying the vet anymore. I'm sorry, not paying the, the receptionist anymore, the technician anymore, the other vets anymore. It goes right to bottom line, right? And, and the, the one thing, take that a step further. The one thing about the teeth cleaning, which is one of the things I always talk about with contractors, and I say contractors, is 
the beauty of that is it doesn't require a veterinarian to clean teeth. You don't need somebody with a doctorate. Now you can move into a lower cost labor profile. And if you're doing enough of them, guess what you can do? You can take somebody who's already on staff who might be getting paid 15 bucks an hour and all they do is teeth cleaning if you get good at that. Perfect. All of a sudden you become, you, you've, you've made the, the profitability far more massive and you're still a veterinarian, but you're selling a high margin product with the lowest caliber of yeah. labor. And you mentioned that with electricians about how you can increase their profitability by doing the same thing with electricians. You've mentioned correct. that. Correct. correct. So it can be done in any field. And if the focus is on a high margin product that requires a low level of, I don't like using the word level, but a no, lower caliber of labor um, or, or lower level of education. Um, right. And right. then, then that's a, you know, that's a very profitable activity. Right. So, so this fed right into the next conversation. Right? So the three easiest ways for this person to, to generate more revenue was to let's sell more stuff to our existing clients. That's what we're talking about, the upsells. We just use the teeth cleaning as an example. He does, uh, I think they do heartworm month might be coming up. Because I was asking what kind of marketing did you do last year? And if whatever worked well, let's do more of it this year. That's a Frank Kern specialty. <laughs> Whatever worked, let's just do more of it, right? Yeah, yeah. But but the next part was talked about what we talk about, a reactivation campaign. That's what we call it in dentistry. That's what you call it in veterinarians. Same thing with, with HVAC guys and in, uh, heck, any type of contractor, truthfully, right? And the idea is, let me give you an example in a vet. So you're supposed to take your dog in once a year for a checkup, right? So... Um, if I forget to take my dog to the vet, I probably haven't gone to another vet. I just forgot or haven't done it, right? Dentistry, you know, you just go in to see your dentist every six months. If I didn't go in, I missed my appointment. I probably didn't go to another dentist. I probably just haven't rescheduled and I forgot, right? So they call those people, they're my client because the odds are they haven't gone anywhere else. I'm still the incumbent. HVAC guy, if you switched out a residential HVAC, a commercial HVAC, you're probably the incumbent HVAC guy. Yeah. For when they have a problem, same thing with electrical contractor. You did and did all the repairs after a lightning strike, right? Or electrical fire. You're their incumbent until otherwise you're being replaced. If you stay in front of them, right? Follow up. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So we call this a reactivation campaign. We go back and say, all right, let's look at all the people that haven't been in in less in in, in dentistry. It's six months to 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 two and a half years. Vets, it's it's since it's an annual checkup, it can be longer. So, you know, one year to five years, you could go forever. But the point is reactivate those. Hey, Dave, it's been, a, you know, it's been over a year since we saw you and your dog. Uh, love to have you guys come in. Oh, by the way, here's, here's where we, oh, by the way, this is get your dog's teeth clean month. And if you bring in and do your annual checkup, we'll give you a 10% discount. So instead of 200 bucks, it's 108. Right. Sure. Now I've tied together the theme of the month that I was already trying to upsell all my existing clients, right? With the theme of the month when I'm trying to reactivate you, hey, come in and bring your dog, annual checkup. This is the price bundling, right? Instead of offering a discount on the actual service, like the checkup, let's add, let's do the discount on the bundle, right? What's the margin on the teeth cleaning? You know, like you said, it's 99%, right? I don't know how much the toothpaste cost and the labor, you know, five bucks, 10 bucks to teeth. And so it's mostly margin. So I can give you a 10%, 20%, heck, 50% discount. You feel like it's a deal. Oh, I've been meaning to bring the dog in and now they're doing a teeth cleaning for half off or 25% off. Sure, I'll come on in, 
right? Perfect. So that's the that's the number four thing. Was remember we called number of transactions number three, pricing. Instead of increasing your pricing, it's bundling your pricing. So we could bundle the theme of the month with the annual checkup and reactivate you as a client. Same thing with dentistry, right? It's been it's been two years since you went and got your teeth cleaned. Hey, Dave, it's great. You know, we've missed you. We haven't seen you in a while. Love to have you come in. And oh, by the way, teeth cleaning, which usually is 200 bucks, we're, we're doing 40% off if you come in and get your, do your annual checkup, right? Yes. I didn't discount the annual checkup. I discounted the, the, the value add, the, the, white, the teeth cleaning, the whitening, the teeth whitening in that situation. Um, so the idea is I don't believe in price discounting as a way, just like you talked about, you don't want to be in competitive, you know, those bid, bidding situations, right? Um, this is a way to reactivate by adding, combining, right? Now it's not apples to oranges. I mean, now it's apples to oranges instead of apple to apples. It's a checkup with a teeth cleaning. Why, why wouldn't I go? I, my, my dog got bad breath. I've been meaning to have the dog's teeth cleaned. Now, now this is a perfect time for me to do it. Yeah. Right? Yep. Especially if it's, if it's limited. Of course, I believe anytime you offer something, it, you need to have a reason for them to act now. So that's yeah, another- Theme you know, of the month. Yeah, theme yeah, of the month. So just this month. You, you do this this month, you're going to get this. At the end of the month, that's it. Right. That's gone. Yeah, got to go so away. Then, then we could have a theme of the month, right, each month. We could have the heartworm thing. We could have teeth. If you're a dentist, you have teeth whitening. If you're HVAC, I don't know, whatever, an electrician, we'd have to, maybe you wouldn't be able to have a theme of the month if you're one of those. But in the season, right, HVAC guy could have, you know, spring cleaning, you know, summer tune-up, uh, winter, whatever. Winterization. Right. I don't even know. I don't even know. I mean, but... I'm right. sure there's something in winter. You can have themes is what I like to call it. And so it's a limited time. Maybe it's not one month. Maybe it's six weeks or two months. But you're exactly right. I definitely believe in the scarcity. But so now, now we've talked about, all right, look, he could, he could upsell his existing patients, right? He could reactivate some old patients with a little incentive, the theme of the month, right? And then uh, the third thing that we talked about, which was uh, in dentistry and in vets, you have these things called diagnosed but not treated. Maybe he's got the same thing in HVAC now that I think about it, right? Which is uh, you got a cavity and you just haven't had it fixed. Your dog has, uh, uh, you know, a lump or a tumor and you just haven't had it fixed. Uh, HVAC, you know, during that spring tune-up you did, the tune-up on me, and you said, look, uh, your, your thing's about to, your unit's about to go, your blowers are about to go, um, you know, in order to replace it, yada, 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 right? So we know what where the people are that have the problems, so now we can, the third step would be, let's reach out to those people, diagnose but not treated. And reach out with them with a, hey, I know you got some lumps and bumps. I know you got a cavity. I know that you have issues with your HVAC unit. Maybe there's something electrical. And then we would have to offer some sort of incentive, probably a limited time incentive to get them in the door. Right? Well, especially, you know, so um, let's say you're in one of the Northern states and I know you got a problem with your boiler. Well, yep. the best time to get that boiler fixed is probably in the summer. Okay. Right. Cause you're not having problems with the boiler, you know, and um, the same with HVAC. When's the, when's, when are you going to give that incentive? You want the work in the winter. So yes. that's when you'd give those incentives. Hey, I know you're, you know, that um, you, your, your unit is at, you know, 12 years old and it really needs upgrading. So here's what we're going to, do we've got a brand new xyz it's got all the bells and whistles it's got the the special paint on it to keep it from rusting it has a 10-year warranty and right now you can get x percent off until the end of december 
And those are the types of things that can push your existing market to make a move and yes. more transactions, but then they think they're getting a great price, but you offered a discount, maybe not even an, um, I don't want to imply you didn't offer a discount, but um, it perhaps you would have given anybody the same price had they called in anyway, because it's December and you want to do anything to get work. Try to keep your guys busy. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. And so what's interesting about that, if we wrap that up, so what were the three ways that I suggested we increase revenue, right? We're talking about uh, increase the number of transactions with his existing clients. We talked about, um, so that was the upselling. We yep. talked about bundling. Um, bundling. Bundling, bundling for the pricing and the reactivation campaign. And then yep. we talked about the, the diagnosed but not treated. So we know yep. where the problem is. We know who has the bad boiler. We know who has the bad HVAC. By the way, none of those were, I need a new client, right? So Correct. every small business owner that I know thinks that they need more clients. And, and we all do, and we all would like some, right? But it's number four on the list of things to do, right? Well, it, the yeah, first it, thing to do is better service your existing clients so they stick around, right? Uh, upsell your existing clients, add transactions to your existing clients, bundle stuff with your existing clients. All these things you can do before you have to go get a, a raw, somebody who doesn't even know you customer. And it's exactly what, exactly. I did a video yesterday on my blog that was exactly talking about, I'm making assumptions when I'm talking about you getting new customers. I'm making assumptions that you're taking care of your existing customers. Now, um, a lot of people are not like dentists or doctors where they have repeat, you know, right. veterinarians where they have repeat business, you know, HVAC, it could be years. If I just sold a new uh, air conditioning unit to your house, I might not, it might be years before I have something other than service. The service is it. Yeah, you need the important. service contract to go with but, that. Right? Um, in the electrical world, sometimes it could be years before any service is needed. I've already sold you all the energy saving products possible on the planet. So right. at some point, if you're not acquiring new customers and the well is dry, you're, yeah. you're, you're I at totally a standstill agree. unless you're in a, um, uh, um, a consumable business, and I say consumable, doctors, their their clients need to come in at once, twice a year, not all yep. of them, but especially yep. as they age. So th those are, yeah, anytime you can, without getting new clients, increase revenue, you should be maxing out your revenue with your existing clients. If they still have money, you, you should get it. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's and I don't think people do enough, or they don't even think that way, right? I mean, I just, that's part of the point of this conversation is, most people don't think of another. Remember, we used that before. We talked about the contractors. I had all my work done in my house, and I was teaching them how to refer business to each other, right? They hadn't even thought of that, right? That, that at the end, it's a survey, you know, uh, how did I do doing your kitchen cabinets? You know, what worked? Hey, any ways that we can improve business? Uh, and then, by the way, you plan on doing any other home renovations in the next six months and maybe even list it, right? You're going to do the basement, the kitchen, the bathroom, any landscape. And then I could refer that landscaping business to somebody I know, right? That's an example. And we, you and I, I know we talked about that in one of our previous podcasts, but that's, a, I don't think people think that way. I don't think typical owners think that way. I'm going to bring up a, a not even a business owner, uh, somebody I had a conversation with who's a pastor of a church. Okay. And he didn't believe in, he said, I don't believe in the common uh, tithing, the 10% of the okay. income. I said, are you 100% confident that the Bible says that you shouldn't tithe? And he said, well, no, not really. 
I said, well, shouldn't you at least introduce the concept to your people and let them decide? Do you think that might just increase some of the revenue? Because the church was struggling. Right, I had a right. good member base, but it, they just didn't have enough offerings to pay all their overhead. And I said, maybe let them decide. Because <laughs> that's right. Because what you're doing is you're you're, um, you're giving your opinion on something that is technically maybe not be clear, a hundred percent clear. Many will say, "Oh, it's black and white." It's, but whatever. Right. My oh, point yeah. is, he didn't believe that ten percent was required, and the and a lot of people believe that it is. And I said, "Well, at least you should let the your congregation decide whether that's required by giving them the information." Like a good attorney will give the information right. and then right. let the jury decide, well, why don't you let your congregation be the jury instead of giving the, and you can even start off with, Hey, I don't know what this clearly says. However, boom. And then you, and then you give them the case study and let them decide. And let the, and that's almost like what you just talked about before. It's almost, uh, we talked about this previous limiting beliefs, right? Just because you don't think it's this way. doesn't mean your customers won't think of this way. Going back to my guys, my guys just won't do it. They won't sell the surge protectors. Yeah. Right. It's the limiting belief just because, you know, I know they won't, but if they had to, what would we do? Well, we'd train them and we'd offer a financial incentive. <laughs> yeah. I know they really won't, but if they had to. Yeah. Well, but we'd have to train them. I mean, yeah. is that such yeah. a bad thing? So right. you that's have your guys thing. get there 15 minutes early every I know that that was one of the things, Matt, that on multiple contractors I work with um, when they're in the 10 to 20 service technician range, when I, when I meet with them, I say, do you have a morning meeting? And the answer is always, not always, I shouldn't say always, but in many cases, the answer is no. I said, when would be the best time to get them in love with your company? Right. In the morning, when they get to work, because they, they have to be there anyway. So right. you, you, you could buy some donuts, you could do whatever, but you have 15 minutes training them on something that's going to give them incentive to make more money per hour. And guess what they'll do? They'll go, wow, I can make more money. The boss really does care about me and my family. Right. Exactly right. Yeah. And it's just a matter of, again, of, of giving them the choice, right? I've got this opportunity. I'll train you guys how to do it. I'll make it as easy as possible. You don't have to be the cheesy salespeople. Here's how the pitch would work. That, you know, and oh, by the way, you can make whatever, an extra 50 bucks for everyone you sell. Yeah, I mean, that's Gave them the option. Ultimately, people will do um, what is best for them if they, if, I mean, it can be good for the company, but if it, it's got to help them, people care about themselves. And so, whether it's your employee or your customer, if you show them a solution that's going to make their life better or solve a problem, in many cases for your employees, what'll solve a problem? Your, your, your veterinarian clinic. And every, um, every six months or every checkup when the dog is there, I point, I got to bring my dog to work with me. Every single time, um, how come you don't ask me whether I'm current on my heartworm pills? I mean, that's, that stuff's expensive if you buy it at the vet's office. Your person at the front desk should ask that question do you have, do you need heartworm pills? There you and go. Of course, it's kind of uncomfortable for the person standing at the counter who doesn't want to spend the 70 bucks extra to get heartworm today. 
But guess what they do? 90%, maybe not 90, maybe half. But it doesn't matter. Do you want them to order them online or do you want them to order them through you? Well, it's McDonald's, right? Do you want a large fry with that? You want to upsell whatever they sell. You know, you want a large Coke and large fry with that. Or yeah. you just want the regular, right? They started asking that. Do you want a, you want an apple pie to go with that, right? Uh, it's just that's, that's what they train the McDonald's people to do is upsell, right? I have not been in a McDonald's in a long time. but uh, well, that, That's an old story. So, you know, well, what's but, awesome yeah, actually, about, What is awesome about McDonald's is that, you know, the stigma with fast food has been um, bad for a lot of years. But yet McDonald's is still, they call them quick serve now, is still one of the top quick serve restaurants in the world. Because what they do is they teach their people to upsell. They make nothing on their advertising. You walk in and you buy their 99 cent thing or whatever, they make nothing. But when you upsize that, buy that biggie size and the biggie fries and whatever there it's called, go. when you get all that stuff, that's when they start making money. And they make a lot of money. because they, they make a lot of money. That's how they train their people. That's exactly right. All right. Uh, I think we're right at our time. So summarize. We were talking about, uh, you know, five ways to grow a business. We really talked about today the, the number three, increase the number of transactions with existing clients. And that's kind of upsell, downsell, cross-sells. And we talked about uh, pricing. Number four is increase your pricing. But instead of increasing your pricing, we're talking about bundling by adding a little value-added service if you have a pretty good profit margin on the perceived value. We talked a little about persuasion, which I can't remember the guy's name, Ch Cialdini. Yep, Robert. That could be a yep. uh, persuasion of somebody, a uh, persuasion of somebody we're looking at. Yep. All right. Uh, where can we find you, Mr. Mulvaney? Easiest place to find me is at davidmulvaney.com. You can find me also on LinkedIn. Um, at, and Webinar. Uh, and my, I do a Thursday webinar. Easiest place to find out about that webinar is at davidmulvaney.com. Click on my blog. Most of the blog posts there will have a link where you can sign up for the webinar. On the webinar, I focus on how to help uh, customers create a direct response customer acquisition system um, that's very exclusive to what I do is uh, acquiring customers, new customers, um, and then maintaining your existing customers through um, automated marketing. Perfect. Where can we find you, Matt? Yep, so me, uh, 10xprofitblueprint.com is the best place, 10xprofitblueprint.com. And, of course, I'm on LinkedIn as well, uh, which we love. We love LinkedIn. All right, my friend, always a pleasure. Until next time. Till next time, Matt. Take care.